Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Brighter Side is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash brighter side for your free trial. Rats right, assholes. Mm, I don't know. Oh, Fucking <laughs> hermaphrodite lifting my coon balls. Oh. Just you motherfucking lesbians, oh, you my. faggots. Oh, boy. Get in this nasty pussy hole. Because okay. I got a lake of fire for all you motherfuckers out all there. Right. Get on it. We're talking about the PC police. Bow, 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 bow. I think if they existed, they should have showed up. Yeah. Oh, my God. She just got shot in the face. <laughs> Welcome to the brighter side, everyone, where we try to take the brighter side of everything. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the PC police. When should you be politically correct? Uh, I'm very drunk right now. Um, Perfect time to talk about it. Exactly. And, you know, the people that are responsible for saying, you know, you shouldn't say that. Uh, we also have Ed Larson on here. Always. Hello. How you doing? I, I also would like to say uh, Orientals. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be a good way to, you know, start to see, you know, mm-hmm. see what catches fire, see what gets the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, if we yeah, get yeah. a little in there. See and what gets that wonton going. All right. We also have Ben Kissel. Thank you guys so much for having me on this show that I cannot retweet. <laughs> we're talking about political correct we're making it satire ben you know that. i know it i love it i love it the things that you've said you can tweet anything yeah that's true that's true you yeah. once said hitler was a nice guy or a no good general no he said something worse than that no i never said anything that wasn't accurate about hitler see I, I t- yeah. there we go <laughs> i'm offended by that oh we also have Catherine Timpf. Yes, hello. She oh. works for Fox News, baby. True. I do. I do work there. How are you doing? Thank you so much for coming out. You're on a wonderful show named Red Eye. I'm on the Greg Gutfeld show. You're on the Greg Gutfeld yeah. show? Yeah. You mm-hmm. used to be on Red Eye. I'm also still sometimes on Red Eye. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll check out both of those. Yeah, check them all out. Yes. All right, nice. uh, so let's just dive right into it. Oh, and Omar, thank you so much Hi. for coming. And in Cena. And Cena. Yeah, I'm here. It's oh, fine. Cena. We all know Cena. No, no, everyone <laughs> likes to ignore the colored people. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> At least I got Omar before you. Yeah, that's That fine. was a microaggression, what you just did to him. Yeah, oh, it wow. was. Yeah. Now explain what microaggression is, because I've never heard it until five minutes ago. I'm just going to get so aggravated they're, today. I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> well, that's your white privilege talking, because... Yeah. You don't want to feel guilty about how you're oppressing people I don't every time feel you walk guilty. out with your I white love male my white privilege. privilege. <laughs> well, a lot of people talk about white privilege, and it should be called wealth privilege. In Eddie's case, it's weight privilege. Uh, Let's be honest. Let's not bring the fat man down. We've talked about this many times. Oh, oh, no, can. Well, he brings up in water. Um, so, Catherine Timp, so tell us what microaggression is. There, I've, I've heard them described as tiny paper cuts of oppression, yeah. actually, which, you know, but so they're very little, but when they build up on you, then you basically you're covered in, in, in cuts So, so one that I, I learned about was uh, when someone asks you where you're from and I respond, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. They're like, no, 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 no. Where are you really from? Yeah. Well, I, like I said, the white people. Well, 
University of California had this like training manual that just came out that I wrote about. They had this whole list of things that were microaggressions. Mm-hmm. And it was very creative, basically. <laughs> like, if you see a person of color walking around in a chemistry lab and you ask them, do you, where, do you need help? Do you need directions? Basically, what you're, you can't do that because what you're saying is, I think that you're going to steal something from one of the, the rooms. But what color? if they need help? It's what if they need help is <laughs> right. <laughs> it's customer service right, right there. Right. What I, if I, they I used help? to work the floor at Toys R Us when I was six year, uh, 16 years old. Six years old. Let's six years old. Yeah. That's when I was stealing. From- <laughs> so apparently you need to let people wander around. I, if I were a professor, I would just lock myself in my my room, my yeah. office at yeah. all times. I but I do anyone. understand uh, to some degree how that could be perceived as a microaggression. If I'm walking around the panty aisle, for example... This why would tr- you be walking around the panty aisle? No one wants to see you when they're Do you buying know why their I'm panties, walking around man. the panty I would aisle? Leave. I would leave, yeah. Do you know why I'm walking around the panty aisle? Because I'm trying to get to the men's aisle, right? Don't the, wander. You just you walk you stay, in, what story are you talking about? You stay in the You don't go to the rug. A micro- Once you go to the rug, you're in no man's land. Well, you stay in the tile, you're just a lost dude. If you buy your panties from Kmart, which is the only place that I shop, I'm sorry. You're going to have to deal with a huge Bigfoot Sasquatch-looking character occasionally meandering through... Uh, where you're trying to buy your Sasquatch undies. is a microaggression. And you sell the microphone? I mean, the mirror? <laughs> I, exactly. But this is a true story, and I actually did feel like as, as if I was being microaggressed against, and I haven't thought about this for a long time. I was living with a gal when I first got here, and the laundromat was right underneath where we were doing our laundry. I was doing uh, our collective laundry. I pulled out her panties from the dryer, and this woman looked at me and said, what are you doing? Are those yours? Are those yours? And I'm like, I live with my girlfriend. And I looked at her, and I felt very, very upset because she basically accused me of a massive sex crush. She's a cunt. This is the problem. Uh, another, <laughs> see, another, <laughs> I was micro-aggressed. <laughs> Where is that PC police when you need them? Uh, but let's talk about some, like, you know, Cena, you mentioned real cases where someone's like, where are you really from? Now, how did that feel when someone told you that? It felt like Why a- is my case not getting any sympathy? Oh, shut uh, up. Okay, I was micro-aggressed. That's your white privilege again. Oh, white privilege man, everywhere. Anytime you're seen holding panties, you should be, you need to explain yourself. You should be arguably shot. <laughs> The foot. Yeah, I feel like we're not. I feel like we're not uh, hearing the whole story. You were just walking through the aisle. No, you're just. Like, no, that was not that situation. These no, are was... two different panty situations that you're in here. I feel like you need to face this. They put the female panty thing in the middle of the store. You're trying to get from A to B quick as possible. I don't play by the rules. I'm not trying to stay on the carpet. I'm trying to get to the section that you I want to be to as fast around. as possible. I wasn't looking around. You were, you, no one would say shit if you were just running through. They'd run away. They wouldn't say anything about sprinting through that's Maybe. so much more terrifying than just walking through what's your favorite kind of panty bin kiss it doesn't on? matter i like the ones with the, the with the butt kind of goes the yeah. they go down a little bit past the butt oh the boy cheekies. shorts yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what oh. are they called they're called cheekies cheekies oh. i like those they don't think they really make them anymore they make yeah. your pussy smell i'll tell you that do they, they do because they're very tight on it Amber, i just I... wear blousy panties is it blousy don't you make your pussy smell <laughs> is it that more accurate blousy panties <laughs> sounds like you're not really <laughs> you don't have no. panties yeah, on. It sounds- <laughs> blousy panties sounds like... They put like the fit. lousy yeah. in... <laughs> Blousy panties. Or do you just yeah. wrap a shirt Boxer around your crotch? <laughs> Blousy panties sounds like the fifth character of the Golden Girls. However many people were in there, they just like never really let her into the show. Don't allow blousy panties. Yeah, she was a rejected character. Anyway, I, I'm Go sorry ahead. for cutting you off. Cena, what's up with the people saying where are you really from? Because that's some real nasty shit. I call it a Tuesday, but oh. for other people, it's I guess it was just. I now. honestly don't see why you get upset. I, I, listen, Aww. I never got upset. I, I always the, thought it was an interesting thing, an interesting point to bring up for people. It was the funniest when I worked at this international ad agency where everyone was not white. Mm. And the, I was just, they were like, where, do you, where are you from? I was like, I live in Brooklyn. They're like, no, no, where are you from? I was like, I grew up in Pittsburgh. And they were like, and then they're like speaking Spanish. like, hey, look at this guy. And they were like speaking in Spanish and shit. And they were like, no, 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 papi, where are you from? And <laughs> I was like, my family's from Iran. And, they were, and like collectively, they were like, Oh. oh. <laughs> so do you think it's different whenever a white person says, where are you from, to where someone else says, yeah, some, where are you from? Some white people would be like, they'll chuckle when yeah. I say Pittsburgh, and they'll be like, no, no, 
Cena. Weird name. Where are you from? And I'll tell him, but I don't. I don't mind all that. There's, I think, an element. I thought here you were of, white for like a year. I mean, a lot of people thought I was white, and then I thought you were a Jew. Yeah, it, you know, another thing that hasn't helped me out in my career at all. Yeah. Um, but, it should. Well, I get no press, no love from that that tribe. Mm. Um, is that okay? Can I say tribe? Yes, I think so. that's what they call. Them. <laughs> <laughs> now, which which tribe? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, educated enough upset? to speak on... You mean Native Americans? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's something here where it's like we're not allowing ourselves to be exposed to reality, which no. ends up creating more trauma. If you start well, hiding yourself so much, you're not going to be able to actually cope with the real world at all. Yeah, well, a Harvard professor uh, wrote something about how like law professors are not even teaching rape law anymore. <gasps> Because they're concerned about students being like, I needed a trigger warning for that. Uh, one professor said that you you couldn't use the word violate. A student said that the word violate was too traumatic. So I too mean, traumatic. How, yeah, like violated sexually. I, but how do you teach a law class without being able to use the word violate? So then a lot of these professors are just it's not a- teaching rape law at all. So it's like the radical, like a certain radical feminist sect that's saying, yeah, you don't have to, right. don't be teaching rape law. But it's like, so your ultimate goal, though, should be to have attorneys that are able to fight rape cases, which are definitely hard to prosecute. It's a fucking heinous crime. It should be described as brutally as possible. Yeah, yeah and it and, should be taught in order lawyers, to solve the problem. I'd like to see a rape case uh, 50 years from now where they're like, you put your hoo-hoo in her what-what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a no-no. But, well, I, no I, lawyer but, would take it because it'd all be, it'd be too sensitive. Well, I think No lawyers will take any cases because it's too uncomfortable for them to do so. Uh, I think the situation with the college campuses is you don't want to go uh, against the person who's paying the bills, right? So you have these college students who are technically in charge because they're paying high yes. tuitions. And uh, what they if they get offended, if they drop a class, the university loses money and the professor loses his job or her job. So you have a situation where the power structure of their entire education system in this country is completely askew. And it stems from parents who coddle their children at a very, very young age, who then get upset with a principal, a teacher, with any sort of authority figure in their child's life for scolding their child for doing something wrong. And uh, and then that blossoms into the college situation where a child can now say their professor had said something ignorant or, or challenged their ignorant point of view. Um, the, the student's ignorant point of view, and now the child can uh, say that I'm paying your bills, which you're literally paying the professor's tuition, or not tuition, uh, you know, paycheck, salary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. salary. So now these professors are completely just trying to keep a job. I like that, Ben, and I think there's also another element of, like, at the same time in which we've had this generation we've been coddling kids way too much, we've also, with social media, been reacting to such small pieces of information. So we react to just 140 characters now, as opposed to back in, you know, just the the 90s when we reacted to like maybe a paragraph of of information i mean i was real in the garfield cartoons i mean that's even more than 140 characters in some instances it's it's almost worse it's like people are working really hard to get offended they always look at things within the lens of what's offensive like there was there was one school that there was like a space they did like a space themed event and they just like served tacos at it and everyone's like wait aliens Illegal aliens, Mexican food. Searching I'm that serious. far and makes they, it offensive. And they apologized. Yeah, the one you bridging that gap yeah, in your that, crazy you're mind. The that's one with the problem. Oh, you're wait the a minute, Mexican one. food and an alien event? Do you mean? I'm sure that's what they meant. You're and these right. These are the same you're people right. that are like treating handicapped people with kids' gloves, you know. And these are people who just can't walk right, but their brain is perfectly fine, and you're treating them like they're a fucking child, right? You is know, it, and it's the same. These are the same kind of humans where they like they put everything in such kid gloves that it's actually very offensive that you don't think my brain can take it. Right. This is a real question. Is it just white people that are doing this or are all cultures nah, doing it? It's mostly white people. It's people of privilege. It's if white liberals, right? It's, yes. it's people with money of any, like, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's just white people because rednecks don't give a shit. Right. You can say whatever you want to a redneck. They're racist, but they also, you can say anything about white people to a redneck. They don't give a fuck. Well, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I have a shirt yeah, that I bought from. Don't say anything about the Confederate flag. Um, well, the Confederate <laughs> flag should never be. Uh, Correct. Yeah, raised on state <laughs> Grounds, nor should it be. Right. No state uh, should ever have that on their grounds. But yes. um, 
I wore a shirt, and it's of Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. And he's jumping. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's jumping off the turnbuckle, and he's doing a uh, elbow splash on yeah. Jesus Christ. And I wore this shirt the other day, and the only people Paid that were- a dollar for that shirt. Oh, I loved it. $25 <laughs> I spent from a shirt. Uh, it was called shirtwascash.com. All right. Do you work for them? What's going on? No. I just love their shirts. <laughs> but what happened was I wore it out, and- uh, these Christians, these conservative Republicans, these extremely right-wing individuals were ex- uh, exceptionally offended that Jesus on my shirt was uh, was about to get elbow dropped by uh, Randy Savage. What, was, they think he'd fucking win? I don't think win? that's Republicans. I think you mean, like, Protestant Christians. Which I would assume is a Republican. Mm. You know, I mean, these people, were they were from Missouri. They came up to me. They were just like, why is Jesus on your shirt? Very, very similar to the person who went over to Galveston and tried to shoot up. he's a celebrity. Up. That's why. Exactly. That's what I told him. I said, I, I said it was comical. So what I'm saying to you is I don't think it's only the left that gets offended. I think it's a full spectrum. The right gets offended by everything. People yeah. pick and choose oh, yeah. their battles, and everyone's offended about something. And if, so, if no one's offended, though, at the same time, then I almost don't want to say it. You know, so there's yeah. that also. It's right. like I feel like people getting offended like pushes my comedy because I just want to fucking piss them off and then prove to them they're wrong. Mm. Right, like my brother and I were talking on the phone last night, and sometimes when I get upset, I hang up the phone on him, and he doesn't like that at all. He equated it to being Does he like call strength. you back? Yeah, no, no, he just doesn't want to talk to me for several days. Oh. You guys then, fight a lot? No, 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 like never. But like you guys sometimes, okay? yeah. <laughs> but like well, the funny part was like as he was telling me how upset that it made him. It just made me want to hang up the phone right. even more. I think there's something like you're saying, and it's like when someone's just like, oh, that's offensive. It's like, ah, oh, maybe let's push the boundaries a little bit. Let's yeah. see how right. far we can take this. No, you don't like that joke? I'm going to say it louder now. I yeah. just don't get why I'm offended is an argument now. Yeah. Like, I'm offended. All Everyone has to stop talking. Like, like I cool, give bro. a fuck that you're yeah. offended. I just feel like being a victim is the most powerful thing now, which is so backwards. Mm-hmm. Even you're a little weak victim. We should be making fun of you and bullying you until you get over it. Is that there's like some, a, a, a good dose of Darwinism would really help our country. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, I you're a victim. With, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. As okay. I'll as... never say that again. And I'm very sorry. And here's my press release statement. That's going to be something. That's going to be a job in the next generation just like apology writer <laughs> this all started when we weren't allowed to punch nerds anymore mm. you know and it's yeah. I, think, I honestly think there's a lot of it has to do with it is the fact that you're just straight up not allowed to like scrap anymore. I'm pro shaming pro shaming I'm pro shaming I think shaming's good I, mean, I don't know I, I don't mean, know. just wanted to punch nerds Eddie. Wanna, I'll punch I mean, a nerd I mean it's different you know I mean, not a nerd not a nerd not punch you know a, this I had I had a Beatles haircut for years, okay, yeah, right. with, like, weird, like, side bangs that went up to here to make it look like bangs because my hair was, was so thin. Yeah. And if nobody had made fun of me, I might still have a Beatles haircut. Well, is that shaming? Right. Shaming's different. No, that's different. shaming. No, shaming shaming's is... like making someone walk naked through the city and you're yeah, throwing no. lettuce at them. Look, look, I've never heard of such a thing. That's like, that's like ribbon, and, you know, that's just a little friendly joke. a contemporary joke. term of, of shame. Bullying leads days. to improvement. Yeah, shame, anything shaming. Yeah, roasting is what I was... If you have to look at it... roasting is different. If you have to look at a picture of an attractive person on the train, they're like, well, they're shaming me because I don't look like that. I just, I feel like that's just, you just yeah. need to you stay home then. Stay home. Mm. Yeah. I was, I remember I was in a car once with these two chicks, very young, like 14, 15, and I was explaining childbirth to them because my mother is a sex ed teacher. Mm. And, um, and they, I was like, your taint rips. And they were like, shut up. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. They weren't offended. They were like, shut up. I can't. I was like, but your taint. Is gonna rip, Ugh. and neither of them have had kids, and I, I wonder if it's because. Well, I think there's a difference. I, mean, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, there's a difference between being disgusted and offended. Yeah. And honestly, Amber, most of the things you say are disgusting. That's true. Yeah. Maybe there is a line there, but was, that's a real I'm thing. Cl- I'm clenching my whole body. Right yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> But there Say is that. something to be said about overcoming, right? And a lot of times when you don't... For, and it's called... A lot of uh, times... Uh, 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 I always... Uh, uh, yeah. uh, That's who my next door neighbor sounds like, and I didn't know if I should call the cops for the longest time. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> typical, typical overcomer. Oh, my God. Get um, it out. Get it out of you. Get it out of you. <laughs> what happens when you're bullied and what happens when you have a different childhood or a different upbringing? Or, you know, I talk about a lot on stage, the beep beep, I'm a jeep story about having to get on my knees yeah. and, and crawl around the floor pushing a basketball with my nose or uh, you know doing the dime drill I was bullied my freshman year of high school I had to push a dime around a toilet bowl with my with my nose
shows and when all these uh, future janitors uh, watched and laughed. There was something about that that, in hindsight, I'm thankful that these events yeah. occurred because you you give yourself you makes you a sociopath. You, That's it number one. With you. It stays with you. It stays with you, and it always forces you to remember that you must constantly defeat these people. And I think it also teaches you really valuable life skills, right? You have life is terrible and hard and reality is is harsh and if I didn't get called sheep herder for a solid four years in high school I don't think I'd be where I am today everybody. You would have been a sheep herder. Yeah. Which is actually a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh if I could be a sheep herder these days I'd have a spliff in my mouth my like you know (laughs) sheep cane whatever and I'd be herded. Herded. Mm. I saw some sheep when I was driving on the highway last week. I was like oh look at those tiny cows because I I forgot that sheep exist. (laughs) (laughs) everything that is just like smaller than a cow you're like tiny cow you're like that's a chihuahua okay all farm animals are the same yeah why do you think sheep pussy is so much better to fuck than like pig pussy i think it's the way they talk to you rowdier pigs Uh, seem rowdy it seems yeah it seems dangerous but but i mean it is interesting now with (laughs) with people coming up in a world where it is more strict and there are more rules when and and, uh as far as like what you can do to children adrian peterson for example the former running back for the uh, minnesota i say hit kids I mean, you should be allowed to hit kids. Yeah. I mean, so not like abuse children. Like, obviously, fuck people who abuse children. Of course. But, like, I remember one instance when I got hit, and I completely deserved it, and I learned my lesson. But we're driving in the car, and I was sitting next to my dad, and I grabbed the fucking wheel, and the car went to the right. Right. And he slapped me in the face. Yeah. And you know what? I never grabbed the fucking wheel again, and he was right. We almost killed both of us. I should have got hit in the face. Yeah, right. when did we realize we weren't apes? When did we realize that we were, like, so evolved that we're not basically animals? I know, I wasn't there, so. Yeah, like, I I, can't tell you. I mean, did anyone else get smacked when they were a kid? Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom used to beat the shit out of them. Oh, yeah, lots. Yeah. One time I was pulling on this drawer, and the knob was going to break, and my parents were like, that knob's going to break. Stop pulling on the knob. And I was like, and I looked at them, and I went back to pulling on it, and they are like, all right, we're going to spank you. And then it broke. And then they fucking spanked me. But they were very chill about it. They were just, it was more of like, we're telling you not to do this. And you obviously, uh, you obviously see that it's going to break, but you are challenging and you're an idiot. So we're going to hit you. Yeah. And yeah. It was very calm. But of course, there's a fine line. You know, I, I grew up in an extremely abusive household. It was more, <laughs> more abusive than any house. Different. Uh, yeah. And uh, at, at time, because my parents were so religious, so the things they would beat you over is if you're like, I don't think the devil is real. It was it was a weekend of hell. Oh, yes. Yeah, I got um, beat for real shit. Exactly. Oh. So it was yeah. kind of confusing. So let's not, you know, mix uh, Look, real religion, child religion, abuse. Religion's the most serious thing, okay? They're looking out for your eternal soul. Yes, oh, exactly. Okay. Thinking people, back, though, my no, mom did I mean, beat me over religion. Yeah. Uh, your mother it. abused you. You grew up in a very abusive household. But I uh, love Eddie. her. She's great. Well, you know. Wait, so do you think then, Ben, are you are, are you for then uh, some sort of a little bit of capital punishment in the household then? or are You, you mean of, corporal think, punishment. You just, oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> capital, Thank you. I mean, you corporal. just murder your capital, children. Capital punishment murdering you, yes. <laughs> That's no, all I mean, in Florida. Florida. Right. The, the situation with uh, Adrian Peterson, for example, if you would look, like, that would not have been news without the social media buzz. What happened was the photos went viral, and then the, then the law got involved. Very rarely does law get involved before these things become publicly known. Yeah. And that's sort of the way it is. You look at, you know, Kevin Slagler shooting the, the unarmed black dude in South Carolina, who is now sitting right by uh, Dylan Roof yeah. in, the, in cell by cell. You look at all of the social justice things that are happening, and a lot of the political correctness things that are happening, it's happening in post after things are like being yeah. you know described about on social media so as a country yeah we're 250 300 years old very very new in the grand scheme of things but we're almost reborn with the digital age yeah you know with with the social media age so now we're starting as infants again yeah. when we're talking about what it is to be uh, what what is behavior? Yeah, and it's like any fucking idiot says something, and all of a sudden the whole right. world's listening. I mean, like, Gilbert so, Godfrey, uh, uh, our friend Gilbert Godfrey, got fired for the Aflac commercials because he uh, tweeted a joke about Hurricane Sandy, or was it uh, Katrina? No, it was the uh, it was because it's tsunami. the tsunami in Japan. The tsunami. Okay. They were half owned by uh, the Japanese, and they were kind of upset about it. You know, it was a little fast for the for you know, but sure. You know, at the same time, there is uh, a level of tact that I think everyone should use. Right. Yeah, you know, so yeah but it's, it's so serious if you mess up. 
I feel yeah, if you like- mess up on a level of tact, it's like you're fired and you're ostracized from society mm-hmm. and you use an example of everything that's wrong with the you world. You used for the rest to of your just life. get fired when you said fuck you to your boss. Now, like, the whole world hates you. you but know? I think it's yeah. also sure. not just tact, I think it's empathy. I think, like, yeah. we can get, like, just like a basic level of empathy for the other person that you're talking about. And I think that goes a far way. But then it just gets, you know, double and triple down when people are just get so offended by these women. Yeah, that's the good part of PC police. Brighter side. Boom. (laughs) Brighter side. You develop a little bit of empathy for the people you're speaking about. Right. Um, And uh, yeah. yeah. We mentioned this before the show. I mean, I I would assert that you know the origins of PC may have started in comedy when we when we decided as a society to stop doing blackface. And I said that the, you can have it today. It's with Mookie. Mookie. <laughs> Mookie Thompson, an amazing comedian here in New York City, who's He's a back white in fellow. Brooklyn. Is he back in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, well, he always is. But um, <laughs> what do you guys think about? There was just a story recently where a teacher she got fired because she uh, on Facebook posted a rant that I'm sure when she posted it she was exceptionally confident about. It. I'm sure she was a little bit what drunk was about. It? It was about segregation, and she, she said was a she was she had a pro segregation argument. Was this a teacher? And this was a teacher, and yes. she said maybe it would be uh, you know separating uh, the classroom might be a better idea. She got fired uh, fired from her job. Her her stance, I think, is absolutely uh, upsetting and appalling. And she's a public school teacher. So in this situation, was political correctness? Did they win? Did they do the right decision to fire her? Yes, of course they did, because she's talking about fucking segregation. Yeah, that's not like serving tacos. Children will segregate themselves, just like prisoners will segregate themselves. There's the black table at the cafeteria, and you go in the cafeteria, the races are all sitting together. You know, I don't, you know, maybe there's a couple sprinkled here and there, but for the most part, you know, like they're concentrated, at least in my school they were. I'd say, yeah, they were too, but I'd say that's changing. You think you know, so? Which is good. It should change. Oh, people yeah, the kids should, are melding together. Yeah, people should get experience from all over the world, from other... Yeah, they should, you know, but if it's... I don't know if it's actually happening. I don't know. I at least hope I mean, it is. what about the idea of political correctness advancing a more harmonious uh, culture, right? Because that's the notion behind it. It's like, not. That is... It's not going to if you can't talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's not har- going to be going to talk about anything. I'll tell you this. In my college, they had this place called Free Speech Alley. And it was people. that It was an alley, and you could do whatever you want. You could talk about whatever you want, but the only rule is you can't hit each other. Mm. And there was a guy with a billboard saying, all gays are going to hell. Right next to the mm. LGBT table, what it was called at the time. Right next to some Klan's members. Right next to some black power people. And I tell you what, the crime rate was at an all-time low. The rape, the fucking weird crimes, all that weird shit was like all time low. And it was because people, whatever you wanted, you can go out and physically yell it. And it was great. I would go there all the time. That wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be possible. That would it be, would not be allowed. Right it would now. not be allowed right now because because the trigger warning thing, like you're saying, that was originally used to describe someone who would actually, I don't know, like. PTSD, like yeah, someone who went right. to Vietnam and they heard something and they went into a flashback, yeah. and now it's being used as oh this might hurt your feelings. Exactly, and uh, you you have a right to not have your feelings hurt anywhere you go, which is just not a thing. Yeah, it's not no. a thing. And the thing is, is people have voices and crazy shit they want to say, and maybe when you say it out loud and you see the other person's face, you realize you might be wrong. You might want to condense your views or, like, change them a bit. But if you're completely submissing all of it, you're going to fucking blow everybody up. Right. Well, right. Well, it was an Ivy League squad. I don't remember if it was Harvard or Yale, but they had a safe space where you're just supposed to do whatever you want and like be yourself if that's what yourself so so that's that no that's a good point though that's a good point so what if you feel most comfortable when you're jerking off yeah if i want to and if that's and 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 but then another person might feel uncomfortable like that's how interactions work so some girl wrote about this saying you know i went there to feel safe and comfortable and then some white poet got on stage and started saying the n-word and that poet could say hey I feel most comfortable in a place where I can say the N-word not be judged. Like, it's just not possible for you to go into a room full of people and be guaranteed that you won't be offended and also be able to be yourself. It By the way, sense. a world where everyone's happy is the most disgusting place I've ever seen. It's I'm, impossible. You know, it's, 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 it's like, it's Wall-E. It's all, it's just like bunch yeah. of fat blobs on chairs going Xanax. around watching, yeah, on Xanax, on Xanax watching TV right in their eyes. Yeah. You know, it's a fucking horrible world. You People should be offended and we should talk about it. We should fight about it. Yeah. You know? Okay. So let's talk about that. Is it okay? 
Yeah. Okay, so uh, Barack Obama was just on What the Fuck, the Mark Maron podcast. Yeah. He said the N-word. I can't yeah. believe it. Okay. Yeah. Not That's that why... he said the N-word, that he was on What the Fuck. I know, I'm upset. Yeah. I'm livid. I can't livid. believe he hasn't said the N-word earlier. He should be saying yeah, it. Yeah, that's if why he, we hired him. If he said it, like, <laughs> I, if he said it yeah. more, but, you know... Black people would actually respect them. So you have a situation, though, that's a very, very funny one because you have a juxtaposition happening with conservative Republicans coming out and being like, I can't believe a president would say the N-word, minus the fact Richard Nixon, we officially have all of his tapes, and he said it more than Waka Yeah, Blocka. but he had to quit um, because he was going to get fired. Yeah, well, he, didn't he did not example. do a good job. No, but Every what I'm president saying is, has said the N-word. Absolutely. You know, you know, In fact, uh, worse, Lyndon B. Johnson, he was like, I an interview with a sure. reporter, and they're like, why are you sending out these troops to die? And he just pulled out his dick, and he was like, this is why. And he started jacking it off in front of this reporter. Is that real? Yes. That's fun. It's extremely possible. So, But it's very, very <laughs> funny now with political correctness, it has crossed all party lines. And now the Republicons are trying to use this as, or not Republicans. Not everyone's con- mad about it. Even in my news meeting, everyone was like, yes, so. Right. And he made, very cool. rash, he made a very rational Let's hear it. Let's anyway. hear it. Let's hear it. I want to find out if I'm offended for myself. We're not cured up. Clearly. Uh, and, and, and it's not just a matter of... Uh, it not being polite to say nigger in public, that's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not. It's not just a matter of overt discrimination. We have to, societies don't overnight completely erase everything that happened two to three hundred years prior. Okay. He's right, by the way. He's right. Yes. Good for you. And he's, to, we have to remember that he's a professor first. Exactly. And that yes. was like an academic statement about our country. If yeah. he would have put an A on it, it would have been taboo, in my opinion. <laughs> I agree. If he would have said it like Aesop Rocky, then we would have had to fucking worry about right. it. Right. But he says it, and now the right is trying to take that political correct stance and be like, I can't believe the president had the audacity to say it. Not the, Once again, many people. Well, isn't it just politics? And I think that's at the end of the day, they're going to take anything he says. Like, it's politics, right? At the end Obama of the day. Obama. I don't understand evil. why people are still picking on him. It's over. Yeah. Just fucking wait it out. Right. You know, it doesn't make any because sense. Because it's I, a habit. I actually. <laughs> it's someone... hard to break a habit. <laughs> it's one of Obama's people's I, jam right now. I heard someone say that the nice shooting gag. in South Carolina was his fault. Well, but, it was, uh, as was 9-11. Yeah, as was right. abortion. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's insane to me what this man gets blamed for. I mean... Even though he he literally has done everything you're yeah, trying to do, honestly, he's claimed to do. it's any president. Try to do. Because if yeah. you're a president, you're right. gonna do shit wrong. Yeah, because, And then, like, how easy is it to be like, oh, my, it's all the president's fault. I feel like every president gets blamed. Jobs have been increasing recently. They've been incre- and it takes a while because you got to get yeah. the market back on he the floor. He told us ten years before he took office. It's been seven, and so he hasn't technically lied to us yet. It's fine. Look, we all everything live- he says is a lie. Cena <laughs> <laughs> and I talk about this all the time. But yeah. we should get back to political he correctness. Smoked but a cigarette. You live under a presidency about twenty years after their term, exactly. right? So right yeah. now we're living under Ronald Reagan, and we're dealing with NAFTA. We're dealing with uh, with Bill Clinton, right? Glass Steagall, Gla- right? Mm. So th- we are currently literally living under the presidencies of Reagan. And Clinton. Uh, Obama will see how it works out uh, in, in, in the 2020s. That's an interesting but point. Okay. Just a fact, I mean, these yeah. policies take years to uh, actually put in place, and a yeah. generation has to. We're, we're all test tubes yeah. uh, to these people. But political crisis, is there something to be said positive for it when it comes to comedy? You know, you have no, you have no. Jerry Seinfeld saying, no. I'm not doing universities. But no, because what is better for comedy than an enemy? Yeah. So I and I that makes a lot of sense. I, I would tend to agree with this because I think in the end of the day we need to f- we need a struggle. It's like the right. reason this is the theory I have about Kanye is the same thing. Kanye goes out and does all these crazy things and pisses everyone off because he wants to be backed into a corner so that he can fight his way back out and make an awesome album. Well, I think I, that's just human right. nature. Well, I, right. And sure. maybe it is, but I think at any time, like, the best jokes I've ever done have been, like, when I was fighting my way out of something. When I'm happy, I'm in love, and I'm doing my thing, right. and everything's great. Not funny. Nothing funny coming out of me. Angst, a lot of, angst is very interesting. Yeah, and there's something yeah. about that. It was just like, yeah, I'm happy Seinfeld got pissed. 
the funniest stuff I ever see about Seinfeld these days are interviews with him or when he's like when someone tries to shake his hand more than once like in the, the comedian right yeah. and he's like guy I just shook I just shook your hand you want to shake it again what's the problem here he's think, right though he's so funny I think he's that's because right. that's when he's angry I think does, that's what's real does George Carlin exist without religion does Lenny Bruce uh, Lenny Bruce exist without uh, the Supreme Court George to, Carlin was famous in the 50s when yeah, he was but, doing his Indian jokes and shit but what happens when people People feel bad laughing, and they just don't. Then they're fucking depressed. But what if no they're one sad is? people, and they're this just going to yeah, be but, shitheads. And but think about all these people. People talk about, about college kids okay. being shitty, and they are. But think about the fact that they are like the future. Okay. What about when there's crowds full of these people grown up? With oh, it's these already. We happened. talked about it in the last podcast. College kids right now are just getting themselves ready, and they've been conditioned after Columbine to just slowly become uh, used to uh, college confinement. kids. Have always been a pain in the ass since the been. 1960s. Eddie, yeah, without be- my question to you, Ed, without the prison problem, without 2.5 million people being in prison right now, without the unbelievable, unjust, uh, corporatized prison situation does Jeff Ross's special exist? What do you mean? Oh no, over oh, the fact that uh, right. yeah, it exists but it, it just no one cares. A, it has a different it has a different uh It's message. the most important comedic so, special in the past 10 what years. What you're saying is you're glad all those people are in prison so that he could do that. No, but what I am saying <laughs> we're happy is Eddie's working. <laughs> yeah, we're all happy of that. But what I am saying is do these events, do these uh you know uh, uh these things in society, comedians have always called out this shit. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't ex- like Jeff Ross's special does not exist if we if it were back in 1981, where we had 700,000 people. Right. In prison. The political correctness is the only one that directly attacks comedy. The difference between mm. the Jeffs, what right. Jeff did, and what a lot of comedians do, and uh, what stubs them in the ass and really didn't hurt us at all, is the fact that you know you got to make sure it's funny and you got to make sure it makes a point. And you're not just saying something to get a rise out of somebody. Yeah, I'm still okay. stuck you know? on the phrase stub someone in the ass. <laughs> I would say Stubs. another valid point for political correctness, why it might be a, a brighter side, a positive side, is it teaches people to be a little more empathetic. Example, like the, the guy in my hometown that blew a hole in his trailer showing off a gun, he's dead right now because he was dumb and he was also, he also had a lot of Confederate flags around. He's very racist. It, it, it just teaches maybe like a little dose of PC. So you're saying the PC police blew him up? They did. Maybe, yeah, they did. They killed him. They, <laughs> they wouldn't let him learn. Would let him learn. But, like, part of maybe, like, the early stages of PC, early stages was just like, hey, guys, the, everybody has different places they live, and that causes them to eat different foods and speak differently and have different gods. So maybe take that into account and learn that as well as this, as well as your own life. Yeah, I know. How are you going to learn time- if you're so scared you're going to say the wrong thing. I mean, granted, you are going to say the wrong thing. We're always going to say the wrong thing. We're human beings. We're all horrible right. people. We should we, be saying the wrong thing. We should be, because then that challenges somebody else to say, this is the right thing. Okay, let me learn. Maybe. I mean, I just, Yeah, I, but it's yeah. more hostile than that. You, by the time you get that sentence, there'll be like 14 think pieces about what a horrible person you Oriental. Are. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to get my parents off of. They really, my, mom, my mom loves it. Yeah, it's a tough one. They, I'm trying to be like, Mom, That's uh, you can't say Thank God I have a Japanese girlfriend now. They've really accepted it. Man, it's so weird, anymore. though. But the thing is, like, stuff like that, it changes every 10 years, and you got to keep up. You know, you don't yeah. realize it used to be cool. To, like, not cool, but it used to be uh Colored for for black people, you yeah. know, and like and like now you're a fucking maniac if you say that. But you know that's what they used to say. Okay, you know, so it's right. What? So, I mean, I'm what, the point I'm trying to make about as far as what I think, ironically enough, the political uh, correct society that we live in right now, the university culture. And the way that most kids are, uh, are, are being taught, there's a massive rebellion amongst the youth. A lot of them identify as independent because they simply have no other place to go because they love gays, but they also love guns. Or, or they, you know, they have a very large fascination um, you know, with, uh, with saying offensive things. They have diverse friends. There's a white kid who says the N-word because he has 30 black fucking friends, uh, whatever it might be. Right there's this old school <laughs> philosophy Picture happening right now. Situation. I mean, I mean, it happens all over. We live yeah. in we li- ch- children, youth actually live in a diverse world. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That maybe we didn't not uh, that we didn't. Um, so what happens with what's happening right now? 
again, like we were talking about how Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton, HW, how we're living under them right now, we're currently living under 45-year-old white liberal rule. This is what we thought. This is what that generation thought was going to be right for the country. Now those people are in charge. Yeah, it's we're becoming moms. in charge. It's all you know, it's, yeah. soccer moms, soccer dads, or whatever you yeah, know catchphrase you want to use. It's a, yeah, it's that it's that culture. It's a, it's right. the upper you know the upper middle class is uh, you know they so scared of getting in trouble for their thoughts and what they actually feel right. that they yell at other people for when they actually say anything controversial and rise uh, you know ideas. And they also live in a very very singular tends to be uh, you know not racially diverse, gender diverse, or orientation uh, diverse whatsoever. So they also, like, project other people's problems on their own life. But besides, I think you bring up a good point about younger people living in a diverse Play like a uh, world right now, but at the same time, we're talking about we, we're talking about comedy and art, and art is supposed to push us, right? Art is supposed to get us to that place we're a little afraid to go. Uh, this Mount Holyoke College, I don't know if you guys heard of this story. No fucking clue what that place is. <laughs> Mount Holyoke College, uh, they the, the theater group there won't put on the vagina, yeah, vagina monologues. Vagina monologues because what? it doesn't include anything about women without vaginas, transsexuals. And so for Eve Ensler, who came up with That's this play... That's just a good way of saying that it no, sucks but, but, and I don't but, want it in my... No, but that, <laughs> I, that, yeah. that extends so far beyond because there's right. actually groups that are pissed when you call abortion a women's issue to the point where some groups have changed it so that it, it doesn't involve women at all because what about men that have abortions? What I don't what? understand what that means. Yeah, so if if, if, you're, my, if you it, were it, born it, a female and now you identify as a male and you get pregnant, it's offensive to you to, and I'm not joking, this isn't just like a one instance, this is a movement. A, a bunch of different groups have changed their names. I hate to be a piece right. of shit, but I just don't care. And I'm not going to. Like, it's just like... I, I'm gonna talk, and I do. I'm a nice guy, and like I, no, everyone's yeah, everyone's equal, on. and like, we all know that. We all know everyone's equal, and like at least the people in this room do, you know. And, and so it's just like there's when people flip out over little crazy minute details like that, it's like fucking take a break, relax, yeah. you know, like enjoy your life for just a moment, and then maybe you'll get a fucking decent friend. It, I would say um, maybe maybe to them that's not minute, uh, to them that's a big deal, but I would say. Start your own thing. Yeah. Instead of an abortion yeah, rights, exactly. start your own term. This is your own personal thing. Don't attack the women that have already done it. Start your own movement. So right. I'm place- looking at it right now. It says Fun Texas Women, for example, became Fun Texas Choice because you're denying the existence of trans people with the name Fun Texas Women. I mean, women. that's fine. Women uh, women have their own abortion issues. Trans women have their own Right, thing. I agree. Just yeah. just make your own term for make it. Make your own, l- l- allow both. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, right. you don't yeah. gotta attack us. The women yeah. aren't saying that they're not allowed to come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and then, so then it's just this fight, right, between... Feminists they're fighting, that they, wanna, they're distracting each other from exactly. the actual fucking problem. Exactly, yeah. which Old is like, yo, men. there's one abortion clinic within nine million miles. Oh over my here. god, there's one abortion clinic in Missouri, and there's one in Alabama. Isn't that correct? I, I believe so. That there's only one, but you can buy guns at 800 different places. You can buy guns at a vending machine. It's fucking crazy. Is that three, true? Three quarters. No, I just made that up. Yeah. But uh, oh, okay. I, just, I just gave someone an idea. Yeah. <laughs> people always say, like, abortions, killing babies. I'm like, no, it's just giving people a right to choose. And so is hysterectomies. But no one debates hysterectomies. And, and uh, vasectomies. Yeah. Oh, hysterectomies. Like, vasectomies. People... I mixed up those words. Excuse me. No one debates. I, one of them, though, right? I think what's, what's people happened People debate abortions. Here... They don't like them. No, I'm talking about hysterectomies and uh, vasectomies. Vasectomies, yeah. Well, both of them, right? Yeah. Hysterectomies for a woman? Am I an idiot? No, yeah, I don't know. You should they, just they, get your tubes tied rather than yeah. take your whole uterus. They clear out. your whole shit yeah. out. Oh, really? I, I had a butt erectomy and I haven't shat since. What? Is that what happened to you? Jabs. Computers are taking them. Robots. What are you talking about? What is this? What, is what I am what, saying that, is people have far too much time on their hands, and we're dealing with a, with a society that is no longer educated in mathematics, science, with nothing that matters. It's liberal science education. Uh, when I was a sociology major, when I was a theater major, when I changed to political science, which is also still uh, you know, a sort of a liberal science education, at least I learned a little bit about how uh, humans work and things like that. What happens now is you pay fifty thousand fucking dollars for a degree, 
All it does is uh, give you uh, a, a sense of self-worth, and when you're shat out into the workplace, you have no abilities other than go online, start a blog, and find a movement. And that's what we're dealing with. Everybody is trying to find a new movement, trying to find a new little capitalize on 1% of America and capitalize 100% on the market. Those people used to build cars. They used to, you know, They're have gone. real jobs. Yeah. You know, to make t-shirts. They don't make so. anything. They just want to destroy everything. Else. You need to have an so idea so prophetic actually, that I next think, thing you know, you're famous. I think this is perfect. Let's transition into uh, what you know, how we're all directly affected by the PC police is comedy and uh, the way that people are trying to take careers from uh, established comedians that work their li- that work their whole lives to do something. And, like, maybe you make one little mistake and people are trying to ask for your careers. or Like uh, Gilbert Gottfried? Gilbert Gottfried or the, uh, Fred, uh, one I heard recently was Fred Armisen. What happened to him? Uh, people, you know, he likes to have sex with lots of women. And he cheated right. on his wife, and now people are like, oh, well, we, he shouldn't have a job. It's so politically incorrect to cheat on your wife. I can't <laughs> believe it. What? You know, but it's just like, what does that have to do with, you know, his career and his comedy? It's got nothing right. to do with Ken, it. Ken, I thought he was gay. Fred Armisen? Yeah. No, he's a womanizer, apparently. Yeah. Oh, no, really? You have yeah. a situation Could like be covering the, up. Yeah, you have it's a not situ- mutually exclusive either. <laughs> uh, yeah, we mentioned Barack Obama and what the fuck earlier <laughs> with Mark Maron. Of course, you have Dave Foley's situation where he uh, married his schizophrenic uh, wife at the peak of his success, at the peak of his wealth. He <laughs> has to pay her $1 million a year by Canadian law. It's insane. Yep. Canadian so he's law. Not, he's not, there's no, there's no uh, group of women galvanizing in support of him. There's no more sexist, anti-woman thing than uh, matrimony. Well, not matrimony. What's it called? Marriage? What I don't know. Matrimony Domestic relations? Marriage. No, after you get a divorce. Ah. Divorce. Alimony. 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 Oh, yeah. Thank you, o- Omar. Alimony. But, yeah, alimony makes sense to me, man, because a lot of times, you, yeah, know, you know, a woman gets involved with a man, especially back like when our parents were children, you know, a woman would get with a man and then he would be, he would make sure that she he couldn't have a career, that she wouldn't go to college and she would just stay home all the time. And then when he leaves her, she's fucked because she's got no skills. You know, she's got, you know, she can't go join the workplace. And so that is the reason alimony exists and it exists. It's a microaggression. A microaggression? <laughs> I, fucked, I can't believe I fucked up alimony. I do agree with <laughs> Foley so on this. I agree with Foley on this. That's very sad. Yeah, you, yeah it's, it is sad. And he should pay some alimony, especially if she has no skills as a schizophrenic. We're a divorce court now. But, uh, but a million dollars a year is insane. That's insane. Because he was doing news radio at the time. And in Canada law, right. it's whenever you get divorced, however much you're making, as however much you have to keep Guys, paying. A good piece of advice from your friendly neighborhood brighter side lawyer. Get that prenup. Yeah. Get yeah, that prenup. It's not a mean thing. It has nothing to do with love. It's If you love each other enough, you will sign the piece of paper that says, since we love each other, we don't want to be materialistic. Mm-hmm. We don't want to talk about money or anything. If it doesn't work out, we're going to go our separate ways. Kat, yeah. what do you think about alimony? Look, I don't even think about anything marriage-related ever in my life. I don't know. Yeah, girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, prenup. I'm like pro-prenup for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, that solves all the problems. Oh, I mean, we want prenup. If, if, marriage, if marriage were like a real thing that couldn't end, then you wouldn't need it. But like, then what's the spoiler point? alert. I don't know. Don't even ask, ask. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm, Why should the That's... government have anything to do with No, it shouldn't. it shouldn't. It shouldn't. We, it, it obviously it, shouldn't. It should be between you and the person you're fucking. It should, but. We've wrapped up all this tax and health laws with marriage and shit. Like, if you can't go and see your husband or what, or like, you know, before you wouldn't be able to see with with gay couples or same sex couples if your partner was in the hospital and they were like getting a huge surgery, you wouldn't be able to go in and see them. Right, or like, because or they like didn't sick, recognize or like them sick leave, but like, right, that's why they shouldn't really be involved in all. I don't care what kind of weird shit you have going on with whoever you're close with or whatever you want to do or whatever. People are like, well, what if humans going to marry dolphins? I'm like, I really don't care. Yeah, yeah okay. don't give a fuck. If you want to, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's not fair to the dolphin if you want to be honest. Well, you want to be yeah. PC about it. I hope that dolphin yeah. rapes that person. Well, well you know, I feel like the dolphin is definitely the stronger partner. Yeah. It depends if you're on land or not. You're dating up when you date a <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> Can we get back really quick to uh, to comedy and uh, we, we need to get back to comedy and Seinfeld and everyone okay. else too. Okay, so 
perspective, a thought that I just had. Um, okay, so you have a market, right? And, and the college market is what the college market is, and uh, you know the you know the audience that's going to be filling those seats. You're going to get a lot of money if you go there. No one is likes there it. something to be said about th- that's not true. White straight males cannot say the same things that other individuals can say on a college campus because there is the perceived notion of privilege. So you have somebody like Seinfeld who says that he doesn't like to perform there. Um, If you're a woman, Sarah Benincasa, for example, I'm not, uh, I'm saying this lovingly. She does very, very well on college campuses. Um, And, uh, and people like that. So, but they also speak to that audience. Is there something to be said for just the idea that when you go and, uh, and work a college campus, uh, you you have to know what words are appropriate no and what, what it should be. I've worked college campuses, a lot. and they have been very. I I mentioned um, Susan B. Anthony on college campuses, and they had nobody who talk, who was talking about, and who I was talking about. And I said, "How many women here?" And they were like, uh, "Boo boo boo!" Like fifty percent. And it's like, "Do you know who she is?" And they had no idea, and they were immediately offended that I brought up like. Anytime person. someone's made to look stupid, they're going to uh, feel offended. And by the way, with these yeah. college well, they are shows. Stupid. That's stupid. Of but course, they're college, stupid. Susan right. B. Anthony, you don't know that? Anyways. The people at these college shows, these aren't all college kids. These aren't even most college kids. These are some college kids. These are the fucking half wit fucking losers who go to these shows. I mean, any cool kid that's going to have a decent career and a good time their whole life is out fucking partying or worried about their studying. They're not going to some weird comedy show on campus. I know I never did once. Yeah. I, I but did, also didn't graduate, so there's that. I worked my own college when I was at Fordham, and I opened good. up for all the headliners that came. Ooh. And... It was one of those where I was subjected. I got written up in the school paper for being a racist. I got talked to from like the one of like the administrators because they thought my true story about being called a sand nigger after nine eleven when I was in high school. They thought that was wildly inappropriate, and I was like, I'm I'm equating a true story that happened to me right. in a humorous way. Well, the school yeah. paper goes there for that reason. On a lot exactly. of these campuses, like I'm just waiting to hear the thing that I can write a think piece about because <laughs> I'm so much smarter than you, yeah. and I realize why it's it, you. You're, you look smart. I worked for the school paper. It's a lot of fun. I Love did it. too, but but I was a jerk off. But, but also, Ari, would Ari Shafir's album get that many hits if somebody wasn't offended by him saying a woman with one arm? Oh, absolutely! It's in the Howard Stern. It's in the Howard Stern movie where he talks about people who uh, who like Howard Stern listen for an hour, and people that hate him listen for two. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's you know that's it's works. It obviously works. So the I think the ultimate irony is that political correctness to point out another brighter side is the best thing that's ever happened to comedy. Yeah. It's the it's what drives us. It's yeah. what uh, keeps the fight uh, alive, right? I yeah. mean, if what else what else is there if we, you know, there's all, so much terrible shit in the world, we got to be pushed. Now, yeah. I'm not calling for, you know, a bunch of hate, but I find it odd to that, a point though. I know I I'm saying I'm just about what I'm going to say is yeah. I'm not calling for a bunch of hate, but I find it odd that I Murderfist never really gets any of this political correct hate. No. Which is You guys kind of transcend political which is, correctness. But it's <laughs> weird though cuz we say some fucking horrible shit. We we joke about rape on stage, we joke about this and I think it's because uh why we don't get fucked with and stand-ups really take the brunt is because we're a character on stage. And stand-ups are saying that I did this and I did that, you know, and and so it's I think that's where the bridge really hurts stand-up. And helps someone like uh, Murderfist because we're creating a character and we're creating a bad guy. There's definitely but an idea of truth there, in my yeah. in my mind. It's you know the best way you can like hurt a comedian is not laugh. Yeah, you know like yeah. you know if you're not laughing, they're not going to tell the joke again. I promise you that. You know that's the only thing they react to is laughter. You know, and so you're all what you're not actually mad at the comedian for telling the joke. You're mad at the fact that it's funny. You know, and so it's it's a pain in the ass with these people. So we're around. That uh, so we're around the end of this, correct? What are some uh, thoughts that would be considered unPC by everybody? <laughs> and we each get like what fifteen seconds? Something that actually uh, <laughs> something that actually hurts our feelings, Amber, or something or Just something that thought- we want to judge we, that makes us want to piss people off. Just a thought that um, nobody would retweet 
or that would be picked That's up. anything that I tweet. I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'll give you mine right now. I have a motto, and I, I think I live by it, unless something happens that changes me, is I, I'm never going to Africa. And I don't suggest it for anybody. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a dangerous place, and you're gonna die. Yeah. There's a good chance of death. You know, like the stories I hear. You know, like why would you go to such a, a, a horrible? You place? just wore rode off a whole continent. A whole continent. I'm, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to Africa. I mean, there's no news coming out of there. No good news. That's for damn sure. It's never yeah, like you the know, news is like man from Africa has Ebola. And yeah, or it's like oh, American family goes and they rape them in front of the husband and cut their heads off and then cut his legs off and send them back. You know, it's like it's they torture people and so it's you know it's like I have a rule where I'm just not going to go to Africa. Yeah. And if that offends people that I don't want to visit Africa on vacation because I'm scared of it, you know, it's like, that's insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> don't go on vacation. I tell you mine, Asians don't understand doors. You mean like on the subway? <laughs> explain that. They don't. Explain it. I want to hear you explain the fact that Asians don't understand Get angry. They don't. They don't get it. They walk through the subway doors and they stand right there. I knew. They walk through <laughs> Asians the Asians are bad on trains. They're bad on trains. They're bad on the little scooty doors, the ones that roll around, and they don't know how to press the fucking thing. They're also bad at, like, the door opens on an elevator and they just sort of stand there and look at it. Like, I go through here now? Yes, you do. Asians are bad with doors. They love sitting down, though. We know that much. Sitting down? Yeah, they'll run they to always the get seat. to the seat. They always get to the seat. And here's, oh, here's I my do trick. Too. I always run to the seat. On that note, Eddie, to, to piggyback on the Asians, here's Uh-oh, my here's hot tip for your New York City subway commutes. If you're on the train and you see an Asian man sitting or a woman sitting down, stand in front of them, they're always going to get off at Canal Street. Mm. They're always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That always worked for me 100% of the time. Oh, man. So there you go. I love I love uh, subway etiquette fights. You know, whenever I see someone leaning against the pole with their oh, whole yeah. back on, I'll just punch them right in the back. And then, yeah. oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get my hand on the pole there. You know, I don't care um, if it's a girl or whatever. I don't f- teach people a lesson. That's, that's what I say. Fuck Fucking yeah. Equalize that shit. Let people know what's going on. Punish uh, people for their minor, their minor. Uh, you don't like that someone's man spreading? Then fucking hit them. You know, I like, usually just like, can you scoot over? Yeah, yeah. Or that's just what talk I do. Whoa. I don't take a photo and put it on my blog. Yeah, I don't write like a that. three thousand word thank piece. Well, it's it's like just big, and they sit and they spread, and you're just like, can you move? And they're like, oh. Yeah, it's anti-feminist to just sit back and take a photo and write. A yeah, think piece. say hey, yeah. I'm a human being, and I'm yeah. not too terrified. Where I need. Like these signs Fight everywhere. For yourself. Sometimes where I can just say, "Hey, can I sit there?" I do it all the time, and yeah. I'm alive. Yeah, and I yeah, sat fine. down. Sometimes I'll great. sit in the space between the man spread. I'll just sit right. right. <laughs> 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 all right, Catherine. What's your uh, non PC little thought for the day? No, I don't know. I have to pee so bad. I can't think about anything. That's else. a PC oh. alert. Uh, so you got to go see some pee, huh? Oh, you got to yeah. make us think about your peeing, <laughs> huh? That's Look how so I'm sitting offensive. Right now. So offensive. <laughs> My non-PC thing is uh, people who uh, galvanize support around issues that are no longer the issues that they used to be. For example, you have transgendered issues, you have gay issues, you have black issues, you have racial issues, um, and uh, and things that used to be very, very um, – specifically uh, when it comes to uh, gay rights, 60s, 70s. I'm, I'm referencing Bruce Jenner, uh, turning into Caitlyn Jenner, and uh, God bless her. Uh, she's not a hero. Um, she yeah. is making $500 million off of her uh, reality has show. has no idea the pain that a woman feels. That actual feels. people went through. Never I talked about it on April against Top yeah. Hat. I forget the first name of the woman. There was a German woman in the early 1930s who was the first transgendered woman who actually had a surgery. And uh, and uh, it, she was demonized and, and damn near murdered. Um, so my my big non-PC thing is don't stop co-opting other people's uh, problems, specifically when it comes to issues that are virtually solved. And the fact that uh, Caitlyn Jenner is making $500 million off of uh, her transition uh, should be um, not not nearly as honored and as re, uh, and, and thought of as a uh, civil rights hi- historic moment as it is. You can't make everyone happy and you shouldn't make everyone happy. Yeah. You know, if you say something you have that to make literally makes happy. every single person you in also- the world happy, then you're probably wrong. And honestly, you're not a good person. You're probably a bad person. A lot of people co-opt other people's problems in order to make themselves feel better, and it's really pathetic, and it's really sad. And your neighbor who you who said something mildly racist at some point or whatever it might have been, 
he or she might be a great person. Go be friends with them. I don't want to live in a mildly ra- in an unracist society. Not completely racist, like a mildly racist society. No, I just conversation. Right? Yeah, just a lot of jokes to occur. My Irish friends, I love making fun of them. My Italian friends, I love making right. fun of them. It's yeah. got nothing to do with skin color to me. It's just like, I, I know, now that I know your background, it gives me something else to josh around with you It about. also, so we're not like zipping up our gray jumpsuits to go sleep in our yeah. pods at night. Exactly. That makes complete sense. Context is everything. Read a little bit about people. Understand yeah. your fellow man. Don't look for hatred. You. Don't look for hate. This look o- for good. This Obama thing is a perfect example of that. You know, it's like, because if you actually listen to the two sentences that they only, first of all, it's an hour interview and we only heard two sentences and then we still agreed with him. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is crazy. That's what people, all people are hearing is this 20 second, 30 second bit. And then it's like, oh, he said the N word. It's like, come on, man, leave them alone. He's on there. He's relating to you. If you listen to all the words around it, it makes complete fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. Educate yourself and then be on PC. That's the moral <laughs> yeah. of the story. You got to educate. You got to learn about the world and everybody else and then be on PC. Absolutely. But right. Obama, I'm, I'm with you saying the N word. Yeah, Obama, <laughs> Obama should say all kinds of words. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Brighter Side. I'm Ed Larson, Amber Nelson, Cena John, Whoop. Catherine Timth. Uh, you can find Amber at Amber Smelson, Cena at SJ Good. What's up, Amber? Oh, uh, also, if you're living in New York, July 10th, I'm co-headlining, co-headlining QED with uh, Aparna Nanchira. All right, oh, thanks. cool. What's QED? Uh, QED is a club in Queens. It's like a new club. Nine o'clock. Cool. Yeah. Rock and roll. And uh, we got the uh, the roast of Kevin Barnett coming up on July 5th here at the Creek in the Cave. Uh, roast Masters, me and Ben Kissel. Mookie Thompson's going to be there. A uh, whole bunch of other cats, yeah. all the round table people. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, me and Ben have our uh, Too Fat show on either July 2nd or July 9th. Uh, pay attention to the Roundtable page. We'll post about it there. Mur- yeah. Murder Fist on July 11th, 11 p.m. Cat. Craig Gutfeld show, Sunday nights, 10 p.m., Fox <laughs> News Channel. July 6th, I'm doing Red Eye. Yeah. Are you really? great, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Are you going to be on it, too, or no? No, I'm not. Not not on July 6th. Not on July 6th. I don't know when I'll be on again, but awesome. I will be. And uh, what's your Twitter, Cat? Cat Timph, K A T. And spell Timph because that's T hard. T as in Tom, I, M as in Mary, P as in Paul, F as in Frank. Timph sounds like a sneeze. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm a Ben Kissel. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming here, guys. Uh, I love having you as guests. Omar, thank you so much for helping thank us you, out in a pinch, buddy. I love you with all my heart. And if you want to find Omar on Twitter, you can find him at. Oh, shock it. That's O-S-H-A-U-K-A-T. Fucking everyone be good to yourselves. And now we're going to close out with a song by the Cowmen. Uh, buy their album on iTunes. or uh, I don't know if it's on iTunes, on their SoundCloud, or just Google the Cowmen. Uh, we're listening to a uh, drinking song. So go ahead, grab yourself a beer, have a nice time, and fucking enjoy yourself. Unless when you drink, you hit your significant other, then maybe you should leave it alone. But we're listening to drinking songs, so let's fucking jam it out. Let's leave it on Omar, and uh, I'll see you guys on the other side.
more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.